Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 87, and this is going to be a Q&A podcast. I am actually recording this three weeks ahead of time. So let's all just do a happy dance about that and be super impressed and realize it'll probably never happen again. But anyway, I'm doing that because um, at the time I'm recording it, uh, next week is going to be all about final book edits. I'm learning about this whole process of book editing. It's um, like, anyway... I thought it was final book edits before, and then now I'm like, okay, now, okay, this is the final, final, like, you can't change anything after this, so I'm going, oh, okay, I've got to go back through it, and anyway, and then, uh, so it's, it's all new, every single thing that happens in this process has been a brand new experience for me, so, uh, but just to remind you how to manage your home without losing your mind, dealing with your house's dirty little secrets, uh, will come out on November 8th of this year, and I'm very excited about that, so be watching over on the blog for uh, when that is available for pre-order and um, that uh, to make sure that you never miss anything that happens here, uh, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash newsletter and you can sign up for the newsletter there. And when you do that, you will get um, a series of posts, uh, a series of emails that will answer your biggest decluttering struggles. Okay. Like give you the solution to the most common decluttering hangups. Because y'all, I've figured it out through my own horribly awful process. Okay, so this is podcast number 87. Is that what I just said? Um, and I'm sorry, 88. And this is a Q&A. So I'm going to go through and answer some questions I've gotten recently. Um, some of you may have sent me questions and I may be planning to do a full-on podcast about those anyway, but always feel free to say, Hey, remember my question? Um, cause I lose things anyway. Um, let's see. Number one question. And this one I can answer very quickly is, um, would I consider having transcripts written at, up of the podcasts? It is something that is on my long-term to-do list. Um, I know that I can hire people to do that. Um, I just haven't, and I'm not sure when it's actually like, I don't have an action plan for that, but I would love to do that. And specifically this was asked for those who are hearing impaired and I would love to have that done and I will consider it, but I'm not sure when it's actually going to happen because I just haven't. So, um, okay. Second one basically, um, was, was a long thing, but the gist of it basically was getting your help, kids to help with cleaning. Um, I am a big fan of establishing routines myself. Uh, for me personally, I started this blog and did not tell anyone about it because I was sure that I would fail at this most, you know, at this new attempt to get my house under control because I had attempted many, many, many times before that. Um, but, uh, through doing that and not announcing to my family, we were all going to make changes starting tomorrow which is what I'd always done before. Um, I established routines and habits and decluttered on my own without telling anyone that things were going to change. So basically things changed before I told everybody that things were about to change. Okay. That ended up being way more successful and effective for me than all my other times where I had said, okay, guys, this is what we're going to start doing starting now. Um, and that, you know, if, if you're someone like me, 
who tends to um, be the problem? Uh, you know, someone with slob vision and all those other things I've talked about in many other podcasts. Um, you know, I, I had to accept over time and I accepted it after I kind of solved it without realizing I was solving it by doing it without telling them. Um, I didn't have routines. So my kids didn't have routines because I didn't have routines. And so establishing those routines and then bringing the kids in on those was so much more effective. So for example, emptying the dishwasher every morning or running the dishwasher every night after that was actually happening, then saying, okay, everybody needs to put their own dishes in the dishwasher made sense. Where when I would say, okay, guys, we're going to stop having a messy kitchen. So I need you guys to all put your dishwashers, your dishes in the dishwasher every night from now until forever. And my kids would look at me like I'd grown four extra heads because they were like, wait, what? So it's what, what? Because the kitchen was just always a disaster. So, you know, establishing habits and then bringing that into, um, Uh, that. Now, ultimately, a lot of times this comes down to a parenting question, which I avoid parenting advice like the plague. And I'm so (laughs) amazingly grateful that I don't write about parenting because that talk about things that get people's panties in a wad. Um, But, uh, you know, one other thing too, is, you know, just being very, I have an ebook called teaching kids to clean. And in that basically, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at this as actual teaching. Now I was a teacher, And so I'm trained to be a teacher. And so I, and I think I'm a natural type teacher. So I look at things and say, okay, I can't expect my children to know how to clean a bathroom. If I haven't taught them how to clean a bathroom, I make that even a thousand times harder when they've never seen me clean a bathroom. Okay, which I mean, obviously they had, but when it was not something they saw all the time, or they weren't used to what it meant to be clean, here was one of the things that I would do is I would say clean up the living room. Well, I realized over time of doing five minute daily pickups and having my living room under control on a regular basis, I realized that in the past, when I would tell them to clean up the living room, they didn't know what a clean living room was supposed to look like. Their normal, I mean, I knew because I knew what it should look like, but their normal was messy. Their normal was everything out of place and piles of things in different places. They did not know what, oh, this is what our living room is supposed to look like. So over time of having those habits established and having them more often than not, the living room not being out of control, then I was able to say, go clean up the living room. And they knew what that meant. Okay. The same goes with their room, you know, it may, you have to realize what's normal to them. They may not understand what you're talking about when you say, go clean up your room. Cause in their mind, this is what my room looks like because that's what they're used to. Um, so doing that working, my main advice is to work, work together, you know, make it a family project and work together, clean the bathroom together, clean their room together and do it as consistently as you can do it until they start to understand, okay, so the first thing I need to do when I clean my room is throw away trash. Okay. And why do they know that? Not because I yell at them and say, throw away trash, but instead, because we've done it together and that's what we do. And I've verbally said it every time we do it. This is how 
to do that. Um, then, you know, the next thing we do is we pick up the clothes off the floor. Not that we don't miss some trash and find it as we're picking up clothes, pick up clothes, put them in the dirty clothes, um, hamper or laundry basket, whatever. Um, you know, then what's the next thing we do? Well, we put things in the established places that we have to put them or whatever, you know, make the bed. So whatever it is, you know, doing that with them, you know, mopping with them, mopping, you know, sweeping with them, doing things with them so that they actually, how many times can I say with them? Um, so that they, you know, you're teaching, it's having that perspective of teaching and that ebook teaching kids to clean does focus on, um, actual like lesson plans and what you need to have done before you get going because oh my goodness I'm I know all about saying okay this is what we're going to do and then go oh well, we don't actually have the things that we need to do that and then it fizzles and the kids are like yes kind of like back when I was a kid and I loved it when my mom did something and the roast didn't turn on while we were at church and so we ended up having to go out to eat and so I was like oh I hope the oven didn't turn on whatever you know, it's that kind of thing. You know, the kids are waiting for you to have some reason why you have to quit teaching them um, this, you know, new habit of whatever it is you're teaching them. So being prepared and that ebook talks a lot about that. Okay. Um, next question. What can I throw out now and what do I have to keep? Do you have, to, okay, specifically talking about paper clutter. Do you have to hold on to all the invoices from things you order? And if so, how long? I am so not the person I'm just going to be honest. I'm reading this question and then I'm telling you, I'm really not the person to answer this because that kind of stuff stresses me out as well. Um, I will try to find it. I know my friend Taylor at household management 101, which is household dash management dash 101.com has lists of, you know, what kinds of things to keep and all that type stuff. Here's, here's my main thing. And I have a podcast on reducing paper clutter and that's what all that it's about, but basically is eliminating as much paper clutter as I can, because here's what happens for me. I see a pile of papers and I go, Oh, I don't know what to do with certain things. When it turns out, if I will just go through that pile of paper, three quarters of it is trash that doesn't stress me out. And then there's only a quarter of it. That's actually that kind of stuff that worries me. Well, if I can get rid of the three quarters of it, then I mentally am so much better off because I went ahead and just said, I'm just going to pull the trash out of here. I get rid of that. And then, okay, all right, this is not as overwhelming of a pile. And then I'm more willing to go and figure out what needs to be done with those things. As far as invoices from things you order, and if so, how long? Um, I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that. But I will tell you, I depend on the internet. Um, I'm sure that that will bite me someday. Uh, But you know, most of those things, I have some sort of email confirmation. Um, I have, um, posts as well on, you know, deleting emails in bulk in Yahoo and Gmail. And you can use those same techniques to also file certain emails to get them out of your inbox. Um, but you know, anything that I order on Amazon, it's all there on Amazon. I mean, it's, everything is, is there. So I'm not sure exactly, you know, if, if you're talking about the, the invoice that actually comes in the mail with it, um, all generally a lot. And you want to check this because I don't want you to throw something away that you desperately need. But a lot of the things that I personally order, um, I have that same information in my account online. So, so I generally do not keep invoices from things that I order, but I also might not be talking about the exact same thing you're talking about. So, um, okay. Next question. I read your blog on eBay Okay. So I have a podcast about that. And I also have posts about that and keeping everything around because you feel it has value. 
that's my problem. It's so hard to check it all and call it a day. Any advice for me? Um, yes, I do. You know, I talked in the last podcast about um, identifying whether an item is actually treasured or not. So go back and listen to that. Um, but in general, you know, if value is your problem, the number one thing is to start with stuff that doesn't have value. You know, sometimes, um, well, a lot of times, often for people like me, you think, oh, it's the value that's my hang up. And while I'm thinking that, I'm ignoring the things that don't have value that are visually part of the pile and they're stressing me out. Um, so anyway, that is a, um, you know, go with the easy stuff. Start with what's easy. Don't worry about what um, the value stuff first. Deal with what's easy and then, uh, you know, so get rid of trash, get rid of outgrown clothes, get rid of things that you hate, get rid of things that make your head want to explode, you know, deal with those things first and then over time, you will gain decluttering momentum and it will start to change your perspective on the value of items. Um, but you can also, you know, if, if you feel like it has value and it's, you want money, my main advice is to do whatever it takes to make that money. Sell it on eBay. Go to a consignment store. Find an antiquities dealer in your area who someone else has used and they trust. You know, do whatever it has to whatever has to be done, but don't keep it in your house, even though you hate it, because you think it has value. Okay, you've, it, it has to leave the house, it just has to leave the house. So leave keeping it. That's not an option. So okay, if I'm telling myself that, well, if I ever sold this on eBay, that would be worth it, then go ahead and sell it on eBay. You know, I have a post on um, how to determine value. Sometimes, you're going to think that it has value. And then you go on eBay, check the completed listings and you find out, oh, okay, well, it doesn't actually have value. And that can be that kind of little hurdle that you needed to get over to be willing to just get rid of it. Um, but if it turns out it does have value, then do what it takes to get that money. Okay. Or if you research what it takes to get the money and find out there's no way I'm actually going to do that, well, then you just need to get rid of it. Okay. And just donate it or whatever. Um, so that, that's my main advice on that subject. Okay. Um, let's see another question right now. I'm trying to tackle my getting ready area. My makeup and makeup brushes seem to always be a mess and I never have time to put them away properly. I'm a makeup artist and use mostly palettes on myself and I use a lot of palettes. I'm in need of help right now. I use a bookshelf kind of thing to keep it all. Any ideas? Um, okay. So here's where I'm very honest about the fact that I am not an organizer. I am a declutterer. And so we're going to go with this from my perspective, which you also have to realize I don't wear a lot of makeup. I'm actually trying right now to, um, start wearing grown up makeup. That's like one of my goals for right now. Um, but in general, you know, I just have my absolute basics. I, so I, I don't have this exact same situation and I generally try to only speak from what I've actually done and what I've actually experienced. So I'm going to kind of go at it from that thing. So let's talk about decluttering versus organizing. Um, it sounds like you have a bookshelf where you keep it all, but it is a mess. Um, the number one thing is to start focusing on less, um, go through and find 
you know, make sure that everything you have is something you actually need. You know, that, like I said, just a little bit ago, sometimes I look at a pile and I think, oh, wow, I need to organize that. And then I realize when I actually deal with the pile that a lot of the pile is trash. So make sure that we're not talking about packaging or, um, you know, used up, dried out pallets. See, I'm so bad. I don't actually know what a pallet is, but I'm thinking it's, you know, like base makeup or, um, eyeshadow, maybe palette. Okay. Anyway. So, um, you know, having that, um, you know, going through and making sure that it's all actually viable, you know, but that's where decluttering versus organizing comes in. I thought I need to organize all this stuff. Organizing was overwhelming. And so I just quit before I started and it never happened. When I said, you know what, I'm not going to organize this, but I am going to declutter it. I found that having that mental shift helped me go ahead and get started. Say, well, I don't have time to organize this. I don't know what to do to organize it, but I'm going to get rid of the stuff that I don't need. So by going through it, finding the trash, finding the empty cases, finding anything in there that, oh my word, I hate this stuff. Why do I even have it? Um, getting rid of that kind of stuff and having less just naturally makes it feel more organized and makes it much more usable and then makes life easier. And then as life goes on, and you really truly only have the things that I actually need, well, then, then by using it, I start to figure out, oh, you know what, it would really help me if I had a container for such and such stuff. Um, and going along with that is the container concept, you know, what kind of space do you have? Do you actually have space for this? Um, well, you have a bookshelf. Okay, so that's the space that you have. Um, most likely the option is not the, the ideal thing would not to be, yeah, would not be to add more storage space, um, unless you actually need it, but you know, first go through and just get rid of what you don't need. And then, you know, realize, okay, this is my container. This is the space that I actually have in my home to use and, um, get, um, you know, accepting that that is the container. I have a podcast on containers and limits and how they'll change your life. You know, viewing things as this is the space that I have for makeup and this space that I have determines how much makeup I can keep. Um, because if it gets out of control, then it's more than I can have. If it won't fit in here, if it won't fit into the space that I have comfortably and in a way that I can actually get to it and use it, then I have too much and I need to get rid of some. Um, if you, uh, you know, that goes along with the clutter threshold as well. You know, what are you able to keep under control versus, um, you know, I have so much that it's constantly out of control, well, then I need to get rid of it. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here saying I have no experience with makeup and I really don't, but at the time I'm recording this just two days ago, um, I had my photo shoot, you know, and so I had a professional makeup artist do my makeup and, um, she had a suitcase that, you know, she had all of her stuff in and she did my hair and my makeup and she was amazing and awesome. And I loved her and it was so much fun. Um, but you know, she had this suitcase and so, and she had been and done somebody else's makeup earlier that day uh, for a, a, something else. And, um, I got the impression I did not ask her because I hadn't gotten this question yet. I should have, I wish I could have. Um, but you know, I got the impression that this is her, basically that was her makeup container. 
she didn't know before she got there what kind of coloring I was going to need. I mean, I got the impression that she had everything she needed. And this is a full-time makeup person. I mean, this has been her job for, I think she said like 30 years or something. I mean, she has been doing this a long time. She's really great. She does all sorts of different things. She did the Chanel show. So, you know, I mean, this is like a, 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 you know, she's very successful. Um, but she had a, it was a small suitcase and that's what she kept it in, you know? So I think thinking along those lines of, you know, the container that was her container, that she had for, and who knows what she has at home, but for as far as what she needs to be able to be ready in any situation, that was her container. So what is your container? Is it your bathroom counter? Is it this bookshelf? That determines how much you can have and your clutter threshold determines how much you personally can handle before it gets out of control. Um, I hope that helps. You know, I'm such a big fan of decluttering, you know, just not looking at things as a pile or a mess, but instead saying, okay, let me remove the trash. Let me remove the easy stuff that I, you know, once I actually stop and look at it, I go, oh my goodness, I don't want that. You know, get rid of the trash, get rid of the easy stuff, then move along, you know, use the, um, use the two decluttering questions on your makeup. First one is, um, if I was looking for this item, where would I look for it first? Well, if I would reach over here to this spot, then that's where it needs to go. You know, if we're dealing with one little spot, the second question is, if I needed this, would it ever occur to the, to me that I already had it? Do you have makeup that you truly never use because you forget that you have it. And even after you look at it, you still a week later forget that you have it because it's just not something that you remember that you have, you know, maybe that's something you can use those questions in getting through, um, this, you know, large thing that you actually need for what it is that's your job. Um, so anyway, that is my, um, Q&A for this week. And I'm super proud of myself for recording ahead so that even while I am celebrating spring break with my family, there's a podcast to go up. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you would like that ebook, Teaching Kids to Clean, that um, will be soon part of the Ultimate Homemaking Bundle, um, or you can get it on my website. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. And don't forget, if you'd like to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. Thanks for joining me and I will talk to you next week. Bye.